This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. Uh, last week is a very uh, eventful week at Trine University. We had MIAA tournament for men's and women's basketball. We had track and field killing it, as always, and the indoor championships. So, uh, yeah, it's been a really crazy week. Next week's spring break, so we got quite a bit of a long uh, weekly rundown. We got a lot of teams going to some pretty warm places and just playing. That's what they're going to do over spring break. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. You're in the storm center. Acrobatics and Tumbling lost to Adrian 238.87 to 220.23 on Wednesday. They will be at Presbyterian College on March 10th, and then they will be at Mars Hill on March 11th. Women's basketball beat Kalamazoo 97-39 on Wednesday. They then beat Alma 75-62 on Friday and then lost to Hope 54-50 in the MIAA Tournament Finals on Saturday. And congrats to friend of the pod, Tara Benovich, on earning All-MIAA first team alongside Kayla Wildman. And congrats to Kelsey Taylor on earning All-MIAA second team. They will be at the MTI Center on Saturday, on Friday, sorry, playing Immaculata in the first round of the NCAA Division III tournament. Moons Ice Hockey traveled to St. Norbert for the weekend for playoff action and lost 4-0 on Friday and lost 4-3 on Saturday. Women's Track and Field won the MIAA Indoor Championships on Saturday. They will be at the last chance meet on Friday and Saturday. Then some of them are going to go to the NCAA D3 Indoor National Championships for March 11th and 12th. And congrats to Evie Miller and Haley Livingston for MIAA Indoor Track and Field MVPs. Women's Lacrosse started their season off hot with an 18-2 victory at Mount St. Joseph on Saturday. They will host Bethel on Wednesday and then host Ohio Northern on Saturday. They're then going to travel to Carthage on March 12th. Women's wrestling will be in the NCAA Nationals on Friday. Softball will start their season in Columbus, Georgia in the NFCA D3 leadoff classic on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday, they're going to square off against Christopher Newport and Bellhaven. Saturday, they're going to play East Texas Baptist and Texas Lutheran. Then on Sunday, they will go up against Eastern Connecticut State and Randolph-Macon. They will then be in Florida for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. On Wednesday, they will play Husson and Delaware Valley. Then on Thursday, they will face off against St. Joseph's of Maine and Muskingum. And then finally on Friday, they will play Penn State Berend and Rowan for Rowan. Women's tennis will start their spring campaign in Orlando for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They're going to face off against Northwestern from Minnesota on Monday, Kings from of Pennsylvania on Tuesday, Covenant on Wednesday, and Judson of Illinois on Thursday. They will then host Manchester on Monday, March 14th. Synchronized skating will be in the U.S. Synchronized Skating National Championship on Thursday. Figure skating will be in the Red Brick Classic on Saturday. Men's basketball beat Adrian 92-63 on Tuesday and then lost to Calvin 75-54 on Friday 
Congrats to seniors Mitchell Geller, Griffin Lorimer, Reese McGenzie, and friends of the pod Nick Bowen, Bryce Williams, and Aiden Warzeka on their careers at Trine. Congrats to Bryce Williams and Mitchell Geller on being named All-MIAA second team members and to Nick Bowen on being named All-MIAA first team. And congrats to Nick Bowen on scoring his 1,000th point on Friday. Men's wrestling ended their season at the NCAA Central Regionals on Friday and Saturday. Congrats to senior Owen Conklin on your career at Trine. Men's track and field won the MIAA Indoor Championships on Saturday. They will be at the last chance meet on Friday and Saturday. Then they will be, then some of them are going to go to the NCAA D3 Indoor National Championships on March 11th and 12th. And congrats to Jake Gladio on earning MIAA Indoor Track MVP. ACHA D3 Men's Hockey is headed to St. Louis to, to play in the Nationals with the ACHA D2 Men's ho- Ice Hockey Team. Baseball traveled to Asbury this weekend and lost 5-4 on Saturday and then split on Sunday with a 5-1 loss and a 3-1 win. They will be in Florida for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, as well as Thursday and Friday. Sunday, they're going to face off against John Carroll. They will then face off against Dominican on Monday. They will play Kings on Tuesday. They will play Vassar on Wednesday. Then then they will play Fontbonne. On Thursday, and finally, they will play Mount St. Joseph twice on Friday. Men's ice hockey lost to Adrian 5-2 on Saturday. Congrats to seniors Hunter Payment, Jared Doman, Brandon Krupschmidt, Garrett Halford on their careers at Trine. Men's volleyball played in the Wittenberg Triangular on Sunday and lost 3-0 to Marion, Wisconsin, and then beat Wittenberg 3-1. They will be at Adrian on Thursday and then host Jamestown on March 10th, they will then host Wisconsin Lutheran on March 12th. And congrats to Ted Hoffmeister on MV, MCVL Offensive Player of the Week and Hunter Haas on MCVL Defensive Player of the Week. Men's lacrosse will start their season on Wednesday as they will travel to Heidelberg. They will then travel to Monmouth in Illinois on Tuesday, March 8th. Then they're going to travel to Taylor on March 10th, and then they will travel to DePauw on March 12th. Men's tennis will start their spring campaign in Orlando for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They will face off against Northwestern of Minnesota on Monday, Kings on Tuesday, Covenant on Wednesday, and Judson on Thursday. And finally, men's golf will start their spring season at Oglethorpe University on March 10th. All right, it's been an eventful week in the MTI Center, pretty much on all over campus, been an eventful week, Basically. but MTI last week was bumping every night. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the men who on, what was that, Tuesday? They beat Adrian. Mm-hmm. 92-63, just handled it pretty well, not going to lie. Uh, let's see. Leading scores, Nick Bowman had 17. Mitchell Gellar had 14. Bryce Williams had 12. Connor Jones had 13 off the bench, man. He killed at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, Connor Jones, he caught, he got fired down the stretch. Um, like we've been talking about during the season, how he hadn't been getting as many minutes. He'd been in and out of the starting lineup a little bit. But, yeah, coming down the stretch for the season, he played really well. And uh, Overall, this game was a great shooting performance by this team, shooting above 50% from the field, which is huge. Um all around, this was a great, great team game. I think everyone got involved a little bit. 
Um, and, you know, it's always good to go and beat your rival by nearly 30 points. They won by 29. So. And they held Connor Pelham to six points, who I believe he made MIAA all-second team, in which Nick Bowman got first team, Mitchell Geller got second team, and Bryce Williams got second team. Shout out to those guys. But, um, yeah, they did a really good job. Uh, Dia Vion Price is going to be a problem. I talked with Connor mm. Jones about this, and he said he is just – He's shifty. He does. He's just so quick with it. Yeah. When he runs down the floor, it looks like he's jogging. Mm, that's uh, that's one thing uh, I noticed watching the game courtside is how shifty he was. Not just like pure speed, but like his lateral movement was super like super quick. Uh, and he has he's a really good ball handler. Yeah, he's a I, he, freshman. The, yeah. So I mean, he's definitely going to be one of the top players in the conference for the next three years. Um, and he played a really solid game too uh, in a very hostile environment at the MTI Center. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. I'm excited to watch him play. Hopefully he doesn't pan out. No offense, but, you know, I don't like Adrian, so hopefully he doesn't pan out. But, I mean, nah, nah for real, uh, all jokes aside, uh, he's a scary player. And he's got yeah. he's got some bounce to him, too. I saw him during warm yeah. He can get up, so he'll be exciting to watch. Man, that was just a great game overall. So then Friday, they traveled to Calvin. Everyone on campus is kind of thinking, hey, you handle Calvin. Maybe Albion can beat Hope. We'll see how that shakes out. Maybe we can host two games on Saturday. But they had to beat Calvin first, and unfortunately they didn't. They ended up losing 75-54. I think it was a score that really doesn't reflect mm-hmm. the game at all. It was pretty close all throughout. But Nick Bowman, he had 11. He needed seven to get to 1,000 points. So shout out Nick in his last game, scores 1,000 points. I know that. I mean, obviously, he wishes there was more games to, mm, to bring it up. Yeah, But just congrats to Nick. And then you had Connor Jones with 10 off the bench and Manny Minago leading with 12 off the bench. Unfortunately, Calvin had four players in double figures. I mean, uh, we didn't get to watch too much of that game since we were a little occupied yeah. uh, with the uh, women's game with Alma. But whenever we checked it, I mean... Yeah, like you said, I don't think the score entirely reflects the how this how the game went. Because um, I think every time we checked in on the game, I think it was only like maybe a ten point game at most yeah. when we checked in. So. And also, Calvin would just hit a ridiculous shot that would yeah. hit every it would go it would touch every square inch of the rim and then fall and then in. And yeah, I mean, I mean it's tough to go to Calvin and play. I mean they're they're a great team. I, I think they made they the hit shots like that. It's just did Calvin make the national tournament? Yeah, they oh, did. See, I, I thought they made uh, an at-large bid because I knew because Hope got in right. Yep, well, I saw so. that. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. So I mean, Calvin, a great team. Um, yeah, shout out Nick Bowman for getting a thousand points. I yeah. think with that, he's kind of cemented his legacy. I mean, I think he's a trying Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, winning, so, being an All-American, puts him in there alone. But the rest was resume. And uh, I mean, yeah, he played a great game. Had a great career. I mean, all of these guys: Nick, Bryce, Aiden. Uh, Mitch, all these guys, uh, Brent. Is Brent a junior or a senior? He's a junior, isn't he? Brent Cox is a junior. All right, so not Brent. Sorry, Brent. Next year, you get a shout-out. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I mean, shout-out to the senior class. They, they had a hell of a season this year. Yeah, just um, – I'm trying – I'm sorry. I'm trying to find a tweet from uh, something. Hang on. I'm going to pause this real quick. Okay, sorry. I found a, I found a tweet. It, I believe it's uh, Nick Bowman's sister, Alexa – Tweeted in his first two years, Nick Bowman had a total of 116 points tonight. He scored his 1,000th career point. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, how many people would it take all four years to reach that like a thousand point mark? Like even like in high school, you have um, 
people who start varsity is like from a freshman all the way to the senior year, and, and it still takes it. them that long yeah. to even get close. And Nick did it in two years. I mean, it makes sense. So every time we watch him play, he's always scoring double digits. I don't think I've ever seen a game where he didn't crack no. ten points at least. He was always scoring, scoring twenty. Yeah, every he was. Game, yeah, yeah. He was closer to twenty than only scoring ten. I mean, talk about a volume scorer. I mean, I mean, he's deserving of it. He put in the work. And he stuck it out because, I mean, he rode the bench basically for his entire first two years mm-hmm. here. Barely played. And then Junior just exploded out of nowhere. And, you know, I mean, shout out to him. Because I don't know if when he started out here, I don't know if anyone really believed in Nick Bowman other than Nick Bowman and I his think, teammates. I think he once said that he had started a couple games mm-hmm. his freshman year, didn't really produce that well, and then he got put on the bench. And then eventually yeah. minutes started dwindling down and he would just not play at all. For a little bit, but yeah, man, Nick Bowman was the number one believer. He had to buy in, and I mean, yeah, and I mean, if that's, not, if that's not buying in, I don't know what is. Because like I know so many guys, especially like once you get to like this level, like you're playing Division three sports, if you're not playing very much, it can kind of be. It's so easy to just quit. Yeah, because like you're like you know what, like I'm so busy with classes and all this other stuff. Like, why do I keep playing if I'm not gonna play? Like, what's the point of sticking it out? Um, but Nick Bowman is. Uh, he's an example of why he's sticking out. I mean, didn't quit after his sophomore year. He could have. He could have transferred somewhere else where he would get playing time, but he said he wanted to be here. And him and this whole senior class had, I mean, their junior year was phenomenal. And then this year obviously didn't end the way that they wanted it to, but nonetheless a great season for them. So shout out to all those seniors. Yeah. Um, they earned every bit of respect that they get. I mean, yeah, I, I gotta great see. team. I got to try and name them all off. There's a lot. Uh, Mitchell Geller, Bryce Williams, friend of the pod, Aiden Wardzak, a friend of the pod, Nick Bowman, friend of the pod, uh, Griffin Lorimer. I mean, he didn't play much, but good lord, that guy is—he's got energy. He lives and breathes trying yeah, basketball. Yeah. And obviously, Reese McGinsey. I mean, you can't just not go. Oh yeah, shout out Reese McGinsey. It's too bad that he didn't get to play this year. I mean, it's a shame, but you know, he looked like he was having a lot of fun coaching these guys. I know they all loved having him on the bench. So shout oh, yeah. out Reese. And it's one of those things again where. You just be told, hey, you're not you're not gonna be able to play this year. It's just be easy. Okay, I'll just I won't be a part of the team anymore. Um, just yeah, go to class yeah, and I'll go to yeah. some games, but I won't be part of the team. Mm. For him to be able to still be an assistant coach, give his insight and everything, and that was something that Coach Miller said. Like Reese helps out a ton with yeah. our guys, just because I don't think a lot of people realize what it's like gaining experience from a coach. And also, like, giving, getting, sorry, getting advice from a coach and a player. Mm-hmm. Coach, I mean, obviously, they know the offense inside and out. They know what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. But hearing from a player like Reese, someone who's been mm-hmm. on championship team and all that, it just means that much more to you yeah. just because he understands, like, hey, I mean, I've been through this. Okay, mm-hmm. here's what you got to mm-hmm. do. Because, I mean, there would be times where, like, you know, maybe Coach Miller is, like, getting frustrated at practice with the guys. Like, why are you guys not – like, why is this not working or something? But then, you know, you have a presence like Reese there who's like, I've been through this before, and, like, he can empathize with the players a little bit more than the coaches because, like, I mean, obviously the coaches try to empathize with their players and try to, like, f- like see their, through their perspective, but you can only do that so much. But Reese is, I mean, he was a player last year. He literally yeah. just played in the same system with all of these guys, ex- I mean, excluding the freshmen. Right. But he played with all of these guys. They all know him, and... uh so, I mean, that gives him a little bit of credibility, too, because, like, Nick and Bryce and Aiden, all these guys, they know that Reese has played in this system. Mm-hmm. He knows all the plays. He's executed these plays and all this and that and the other. So, I mean, that's just such a huge 
a huge boost. And especially with a guy like Reese who's so smart and understands the game of basketball so well, that's just a huge asset for this team. So, yeah. I mean. And you couldn't have told that Reese didn't play until you got to MTI. Yeah. Just because, like, he always wears, he always wears the gear. You could talk to him about the game, like, hey, what, what are you guys mm-hmm. looking for mm-hmm. and all that. And, I mean, he took, and he would just talk to you, like, he was about to play that day. Yeah, like he was in the starting lineup. Um, I, it was so cool that they did that little tribute for him at the beginning of the season yep. with the T-shirts. That was that was such a cool thing. I still haven't worn my T-shirt yet. I'm waiting. I didn't get there in time to get one. I was kind of upset. I was so mad, but, yeah, I mean. I know un- that. Unfortunate uh, turn of events, nonetheless. Yeah. But I know that out. John K. got it signed by Reese. Oh, that's dope. I that's might dope. do that with mine because I, I have, have a couple to. classes with him. Nah, I mean, I just thought that was such like a special moment because, yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's a shame because, you know, Reese was such a core part of the of last year's conference championship team and then not just, I mean, to be told by the doctors, hey, you can't play basketball anymore. Like, yeah. um, I'm, I just, I think it's so cool that the school set that up and had all the T-shirts done. Uh, and I think he deserves it. 100% he deserved to have that tribute. So, and I know, like, all these all these guys on the team, they love Reese. So, yeah. shout out Coach McGinsey yeah. for I'm- legendary, legendary coach. Maybe he'll stay on the staff. Who knows? Who knows what he has in store? What his goals are in life? But hey, I Reese, know I know we won't complain about having you on the coaching staff at all. No, obviously, we obviously not. we don't play, but that presence on the bench is—I mean, it's such a boost. And he was always such a hype man too. Oh, like yeah. when they would call a timeout, like when another team would call a timeout, and everyone's coming over the bench, the crowd's cheering. Reese is like the first one up. I mean, he's jacked up. Other than maybe Griffin, Griffin had a lot of energy. Yeah, <laughs> and the other thing with that—I mean, with Reese, I mean, he would always. Because, you know, some coaches, they get lost in a moment. They don't really, like, some coaches will always mm-hmm. walk up to, like, broadcasting and everyone else saying, hey, yeah. thanks for being here and all that. Coach Miller did that every now and then. But you knew for a big game, hey, it's all right. You don't have to talk to me anymore. Just focus yeah. on the game. Reese would always walk up to everyone that's on that scores table mm-hmm. say, what's up? Yeah. So, thank you for being here. And then even after the tournament last year, uh, after they won, he was one of the, he's one of the guys I walked up to everyone saying thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. It's been it yeah. a tough year. Just appreciate everything that everyone had done. Yeah, and means a lot. It really does mm-hmm. because w- you're never really a part of the process, but with that, it really makes you feel like you're part of it. Yeah, I mean, like obviously for us being the broadcasters and stuff, we're just like we're like spectators, like looking in at this. Like we're, yeah. I mean, we're basically in a very simplified manner. We're basically just glorified fans of trying basketball. I mean, yeah, that's essentially what we are. And for, uh, yeah, for Reese to come over and like thank us and stuff like that, just for the work we do. I mean, it means a lot because he was a, he's a core piece of this team. And, uh, I mean, all of these guys do a great job showing their appreciation for yeah. not just us, but for the fans and the students here. I, this so, team was so great. Yeah. A bunch of great, great guys. Yeah. A just... bunch of great guys on the team. I uh, can't say enough good things about them for real. So, Man, it's too bad we don't get to watch any more of these guys play. I'm going to miss these seniors next year, but I'm excited. I'm excited, too. And, again, shout out to everyone that has given their time to be on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Nick, Mm -hmm. Aiden, Bryce. Didn't have to at all. Yeah. Still did. We really appreciate it. Hey, but, Bryce, we get to to have some of that credit for that uh, (laughs) record-breaking game, bro. Just saying, just saying, you were on the podcast right before it, so I think we get just, you know, nah, I'm playing. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, like you said, Drew, I mean, like, these guys, like, they're all really, like, down to earth. Like, none of them eat, like, you, like, Nick, from maybe from, like, an outside, if you, like, saw, like, the stats he was putting up and, like, how popular he was on, he was on campus, you would assume, like, oh, he's probably cocky. He's yeah. 
probably like and a, I mean, like he has jerk. every right to be. Yeah, yeah, but he, he's if not. He, if he wanted to, if he wanted to, he could be cocky, and I wouldn't even be able to be like, I wouldn't be able to say anything about yeah, it because like, because like, all right, that guy scores twenty a game. He's yeah, an all American, but he's he's so down to earth. He's such a like a chill guy. The very few conversations I've had with him, he's a super genuine dude. Yeah. Um, and I've said it before when I emailed him to be on Storm Center. I did it like Sunday after mm-hmm. I got back from brunch. I was like, hey, I'm, I talked with John. I was like, hey, I'm going to email Bowman and see if he'll be on the, yeah. the pod. He responded to my email within five minutes. Yeah, he was on it. I yeah. Mean. I mean, I'm like, because obviously I'm going in. I mean, it's an All-American. I'm expecting honestly nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. But it really it really meant a lot, and especially for all those guys responding to my emails yeah. at all. Yeah, for real. Because, I mean, all these guys could have just ghosted us and just, yeah. you know, we would have just been like, all right, whatever. Yeah, no but, problem. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, this this was a really special team. Uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I was a freshman last year, so I got to watch the their season last year and see how it panned out this year. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be the same without these guys, without Nick, Bryce, Aiden, Mitch, without all these seniors. But, I mean, the future is bright. I'm super excited for – uh, next basketball season, we got a lot of exciting talent coming up. Hayden Jones see, and Ryan Preston. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, excited to see the freshman we get because it's a, we're not going to sugarcoat. It's a big hole to fill. Yeah, yeah. There's a big void in that mm. lineup now. I mean, there's only what one freshman that has any starting experience on the team right now, and that's Hayden. Yeah, and the rest have been coming off the bench. And I mean, that's not even a knock against them; they're great players. But like, you're gonna come off the bench when you have a team like this right. with all these seniors. You're gonna come off the bench. And even with like Preston, he didn't get too many minutes. Mm. Like Paul got, he got some significant minutes in there, especially like yeah. during winter break and afterward, mm. he's getting significant minutes. But Preston, he's been he's been like in and out of getting significant mm. minutes or not. I mean, yeah. they're gonna be good. But and, I'm just interested to see how this is all gonna work. I'm, yeah, I want to see. I wonder what the starting lineup will, will be. I kind of have a prediction. Like, I think I have a, a pretty general idea, but like, who knows? Especially with uh, like seeing how much the starting lineup switched around this year. Yeah, because you, you know my year. my bet would be like Hayden, Brent, uh, CJ, Manny. Uh, but then it's like, who else do you slot in? You could slide in any of these guys. You could put Grant Paul in as a mm-hmm. starter. You could start uh, Ryan Preston, you can start Nate Carball, who didn't get a ton of minutes, but has shown, I mean, he's got some talent and he yeah. almost had that nasty put back dunk against Adrian. <laughs> yeah, oh insane. my goodness. If he would have put that down, I think the roof would have blown off the MTI center. That was crazy, but I'm excited. And this, this junior class, I mean, they're going to have some fire come with them. I know Connor Jones is like the heart and soul of this team. And He's going to be a senior next year. And then, of course, Brent Cox, who's super talented in and of himself. Brent Cox had a down year. You know, it was just, again, it was just one of those things where it plagued almost the whole team. They just couldn't hit shots. But with Brent, he got it going towards the end of the season there. I mean, this is a guy who I think he was second team all MIAA last year. Yeah, I think something like that. I mean, he was averaging like 16 points last year. Mm. So don't sleep on Brent at all. Oh, yeah, no. I'm excited to see how he comes back next year because he's already a good post player and he's been developing three point shots. So next year he could be a serious problem yeah. for the MIAA because if he gets some drill moves in him. Oh my goodness! Now we're talking about a point center type oh, deal. Man. Brent Cox bringing the ball up the floor, addition it to Manny McNonglo on the post. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't I can't say enough good things about these guys. Um, it's too bad the season has has to come to an end, but you know every season has to end at some point. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, what a ride these last two years have been for these guys, especially these seniors. What a ride it's been. Um, and they've all been together this yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. And, I mean, going through some 
pretty tough stuff. Not only with last year with COVID, also yeah. hearing like your brother Reese not being able to yeah, play he's with not you for play. your senior year. It's all it's always tough mm-hmm. with that. But I mean, this they've gone through the most stuff where no one could even imagine that the what was gonna happen to this yeah. senior class and they took it in stride. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came in, I don't know. I mean, there were so many different expectations on them coming to the season. Like some people expected them to uh reach that number one spot in the country just because of how good they were last year. People were expecting a repeat NYAA championship. But I mean, I think they exceeded all expectations. They came together as a team. They battled through some tough, tough things, um, like you said. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, congrats to these guys, especially the seniors. Congrats to them on a hell of a season and a career. What a career for these guys. Um, completely deserving. And, you know, I got nothing but the best wishes for them going forward, whatever they choose to do in the future. Um, and hopefully we'll get them. Maybe we'll catch them next year at some games. I'm sure we will. There ain't oh, no man. way Nick Bowman, Bryce, and Aiden and Mitch can stay away from the MTI Center, you know. Ain't no way they can stay away. So hopefully we'll catch them at some games next year. Um, I mean, Aiden said he wants to be a coach. So, I mean, yeah. Brooks Miller, you know, one of your guys wants to be a coach, man. I'm just I'm just saying it seems like a pretty perfect setup. But, I mean, in all honesty, yeah. Uh, good luck to these guys, whatever they choose to do. Uh, and I'm sure this will not be the last time that we hear from them. No, not at all. And just, yeah, a heck of a season from you guys. I know it didn't end the way that everyone wanted it to be, mm-hmm. but it happens. I mean, it's basketball. Like, people are going to get knocked down. Some people are just going to make it. Yeah, I don't know. College basketball is so crazy that yeah. nothing's guaranteed. You go, it's try the most and, unpredictable yeah. sport yeah. in the world. Trying could have been coming into the MIAA tournament, like, 33-0, and undefeated, hadn't lost, and then get bounced in the first round. Like, you never know how yeah. it go. like – it's always crazy. Um, I mean, when it came down to it, Calvin, I don't even think they're the better team. I think they just happened to – I mean, they had home court advantage, which is huge. Um, yeah. I thought both teams played pretty well. I mean, there were obviously some things that both teams could have done better. But, you know, uh, it's just – it's hard to win back-to-back championships. I mean, yeah. that's why it's such an achievement when you go back-to-back because it's so difficult. So, um, Yeah. Not the, not the way that the, we want the season to end, but, you know, I'm glad we got to see him win, play at least one tournament game at home and win yeah. by a huge margin a at home. Lot. Destroyed Adrian. Wasn't even close. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to these guys. Uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to them again soon. Um, Man, what's this team even going to be like next year, Drew, without these seniors, man? It's like the whole identity of the team. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get into that with the women's team also. At oh, some yeah. We're going to yeah. about that. But, um, not yet. Yeah, not, not yet. yet. They're still going. But let's go ahead and talk about what they did last week. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about Wednesday? Kalamazoo came in, came into our house and uh, just lost. No other way to put it. 97-39. Uh, yeah, let's see it. lost by almost 60. Yeah, only one player for Kalamazoo scored in double figures. That was Kelsey Deepman with 11. And then Kayla Wildman had 18. We're all over three-pointers. She went four away from three. They were all layups, pretty much. And Tara Benovich had 14. We're going to talk about this later on. Tara Benovich had a week for the ages. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Tara caught fire for the entire tournament. I mean, she was just scorching hot. She went four of seven from three in this game, adding two free throws to yeah, just uh, I don't know what else to add to this overall. I mean, just a really good game. Yeah, not much we can say about the Kalamazoo game. Uh, I think Kalamazoo was a little bit overmatched. I think a the little? score the score says a lot of bit overmatched. But I mean, yeah, shooting numbers were solid for the team. 
Um, had a lot of people cash in from behind the three-point line. You had Tara hit four, Kayla hit four, Tiana Mott hit one, Sydney Wagner had two, uh, Sophie Sloniker had one, Sierra Hines had one. I mean, they were just pulling it from behind the three-point line. And I love to see that. You know, I like watching the three-point shots. So this team's a lot of fun to watch, especially when they're on fire. Because it just seems like once one person catches fire, then the whole team is just oh, – it's yeah. like a team takeover, like 2K22 team takeover type thing. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I just want to say uh, I know that they're fine now because obviously they had played the mm. next couple games. But uh, Tiana Matt and Sierra Hines both had some pretty – kind of scary falls. Sierra was mm. more scary than Tiana's. I think Tiana's was more just a cramp. Yeah, she just because yeah. she kept like trying to get up and just would sit immediately back down. You're like, oh, that's not good. But then you would look over and say, like, oh, this is a cramp. But uh, yeah, thankfully, yeah. they both got yeah, they're some more PT. Yeah, they're both fine. Because Andy and I were we were talking, we were saying like Sierra Hines might actually go off for twenty points because she had like the whole fourth quarter and she'd done really well against Kalamazoo before. Yeah, and then four minutes in, she gets hurt. So yeah. <laughs> sorry about that, Sierra. That's uh, that's rough. on us. Yeah, jinxed it. She played one whole minute in the Alma game and then got uh, tweaked her. Oh, man, I don't even know. This is, I mean, I'm just looking at these stats, man. I mean, what is there even to say? I mean, obviously didn't destroy Alma like right. they did the Kalamazoo. Still a hand, hand, one very handily, like was not yeah. even in question. Um, Tara, once again, four three-pointers. Oh, my gosh. Same thing so as the Kalamazoo game. Week. Kayla Wildman had two. Um, Michaela Artis had one. Uh, Artis played really well against Alma, I thought. She had a crazy stat line. She so, had, like, a full stat line. Yes. Other than blocks, but, I mean, what are you going to do? She's, yeah, she's a point guard. Yeah. She had seven points, three uh, three steals, five assists, five rebounds, uh, two for two from the line, one for three from behind the three-point arc. So, I mean, all around, it's a solid game for her. Um, but, I mean, I'm just looking at all of these stat lines. Katie Slonaker had zero points, but she had two assists and three rebounds. Tara had 18 points, a block, an assist, a rebound. I mean, it goes all the way down. Rachel Stewart, eight points, uh, one block, one steal, three assists, two rebounds. I mean, I mean that's just something that that's such a common theme from this year. Is it's just a, a from top to bottom, they're always solid every yeah. time. Just yeah, forty four percent from the field, forty percent from three. Just the one thing though with them, and I think Andy Rang, uh, Coach Rang even talked about after the game is that they left Taylor Sass way. Too open too many times. Mm-hmm. She had 18. and She had five threes. I mean, she was cashing in from yeah. deep. But uh, just still got the win, but at the same time, you're like, man, that's mm-hmm. uh, really need to work on that. But, yeah, I mean. That one was, uh, I mean, for a while there, uh, especially in that, like, mid, like in the mid-game, like, second, third quarter, things were looking yeah. not super great. I mean, Trine had a big lead at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, up um, at the end. But I mean Alma, they they. I mean, if Alma had a better first quarter, then it would have been like a two three point game at the end. Like it would have been so so much closer. Um, but I mean, regardless, Trine got the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I wanted to say uh, prayers up for Maddie Robbins. She had uh, oh, really she. Yeah. It looked like she tweaked her knee pretty bad. She was down for a while. She was on crutches. After yeah. The game. Um, her, still not entirely sure what happened. Uh, she was. I mean, she was she she looked like she was in some in some pain, and I don't want to like I hear, assume. I heard it through through the headphones. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like assume anything or uh, like spread like misinformation, but I mean, it looked like a pretty serious knee injury. I don't want to say like anything like ACL, MCL, but I have to assume it had been something of that nature. Yeah, because I 
she was screaming. Quite yeah, a I mean, bit. she I've yeah. never heard that unless it's. I mean, yeah, and the people, the everyone in the MTI Center knew it too. I mean, it's not like the air got sucked out of the arena; it was yeah. silent in there. Um, so hopefully, praying she's okay. She's a very talented player. Um, so hopefully, she'll be able to play next year. Uh, so yeah, wishing a, a very safe and speedy recovery for Maddie Robbins. She played one heck of a game. She had thirty six minutes too. I was so say, I mean, she even was even with that thirty six yeah, minutes. Yeah, she had thirty six minutes and got hurt and had to leave the game early. So. Prayers up for her. Uh, this Alma team, I mean, they definitely have potential to be competing for an MIAA championship here in the next few years. But I mean, the first thing you gotta do is topple hope and trying if you wanna if you wanna be king of the mountain. So, I mean, they made a good statement yeah. on Friday. Yeah, I mean, even though they lost by thirteen, I think a lot of people expected Alma to lose by twenty or maybe even thirty points. And yeah, because everyone was saying like. Well, we're gonna get Albie in the second round. It's gonna be a closer. Yeah, game. That, that's even that's the first part. No one even thought Alma would be playing trying yeah. in the first place because they thought Albion would be Alma. So, I mean, this team they got they're they're a scary team. They got potential yeah. for sure. And Taylor Sass, she's a sophomore. I think <sighs> that's scary. <laughs> yeah, but um, let's talk about the game that we know that you're all here for. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Absolute, it's a tough pill to swallow. It. Great game, regardless. Oh, regardless was, of the outcome, yeah. it was an amazing oh, game for sure. I mean, we had what, like, one point two thousand people on a live stream. Yeah, I mean, MTI was pretty packed. See. Attendance for the game was one thousand three hundred twenty-seven. So we had it about felt like fifteen thousand people were in there. So we had about what, like twenty-six hundred people in total watching the game yeah. at home and live. I mean. I mean, it deservedly so. This was it was such a good game. The atmosphere in there was crazy. I couldn't even hear you and Andy in my headset. It was yeah. so loud for the like from literally from tip off to the very last whistle. It was so loud in there. Um, obviously not the result that we wanted, but I mean, it was a game for the ages, no doubt. I mean, this was. I, I'm still gonna call it game of the year, national game of the year. Oh yeah. I mean, wow. And what's crazy is that we have a chance to see it a fourth time. I know. Feasibly, it is completely realistic that yeah. Trine and Hope could match up in the Final Four in the national tournament, which would be absolutely nuts. That would be crazy. Yeah. Um, four times in one year. I mean, how rare is that that you play the same team four times in a year? I mean, that... It's unheard of. Yeah, like they that's really, maybe like, happened a handful of times in Division One basketball. Unless maybe. if you're thinking about probably the Big East in the 80s when you had like Georgetown yeah. against Villanova in mm. the final... Maybe they played four times that or year. Even like maybe like Duke and Kentucky, North or Duke and uh, North Carolina, maybe. But even maybe. then, maybe they don't match up that much in the national. Yeah, I know. Like this is this is yeah. This could be crazy. We could have a whole four game series, in uh, and a four game series. That's only something you hear about in like the NBA regular season. And by the way, yeah. the NBA plays eighty two games <laughs> per season. So like, we're gonna do. We could have four games against the same team in. What a quarter of the amount of games. Yeah, but I mean, overall, I mean, Olivia Voskel had a great stat line. She had five blocks. Holy smokes! Eight rebounds, and that one block right at the end of the game where she blocked artists from three. Yeah, everyone that took that really took the air out. Yeah, of MTI. that was that was so that was deflating because it was like if artist makes that three, Trine's in the game. Yeah, like it's probably gonna go to overtime. But when she blocked that shot, it kind of just felt like, even though there was still time left on the clock, it kind of like, felt like oh, that's that's it. Like that's, man. it kind of felt like that's curtains, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, 
they they hope made the plays that they had to uh, when they needed to make them. And when they got the momentum, especially in that fourth quarter, they felt the momentum. They pushed like they put their foot down. Um, I mean, great team team game. Sidney Muller had a double double, fifteen points and eleven rebounds. Um, Tara once again four three pointers, four for seven from behind the arc. She went nuclear. Yeah, she was. Oh my goodness, some of the shots she was hitting was just she didn't want the NCAA logo. Yeah, she just pulled up, and I remember um, she brought the ball up the court and. I hear Rob Hoffman. He's sitting next to me, Coach Hoffman. Shoot it. And he goes, he just starts yelling, pull it, pull it, pull it. And I was like, no way, right? She's so far behind the line. And, I mean, nothing but net. I mean, it was it was a beautiful shot. Michaela Artis had two three-pointers as well. Kayla, uh, Kayla Waldman had one. Um, unfortunately, I just think, I mean, the shooting numbers weren't great for either team. No. Um, and I feel like this is kind of a cop-out answer. Like, no, duh. Like, duh, if you shoot better, you're going to win the game, right? But, um. I mean, overall, just the defense. I think the defense for both teams is like the story of this game. Both teams played amazing defense, and Olivia Voskel, I think she's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year again. I mean, oh, she did. Oh, she did already win. Yeah, okay, they announced okay, it because okay. it was Schoonfeld and uh, mm-hmm. and Voskel. Mm-hmm. But um, hope is just so long, and I I know yeah. I've like talked about this before, but I've never seen it that up close. It's my yeah. first time ever yeah. doing a game. Goodness. Yeah, dude. I and just... they double every screen. Mm-hmm. So you need to have great passers accepting screens. Yeah. I mean, we have quite a few, but they still just terrorize everything. Yeah, I mean, for a while there, it seemed like we had might have cracked the case for Hope because they were edging the screens, and every time we would just pick and pop. But eventually, I don't know... If Hope picked up on that and defensively, like, moved, like, changed up their defensive scheme to, like, uh, to stop that or if trying just moved away from that. But it happened a lot in the first half. I didn't really see it a ton in the second half. But then again, they were forcing so many turnovers just by hedging those screens. Yeah. I mean, especially when you would have, like, KT come up and screen and Olivia Voskel is double teaming Michaela Artis. And Artis is about, what, like, 5'6? I think she's, like, 5'4. Five, 5'4. Four. Five, four. Yes. Olivia Voskel's. Got to be like 6'1 or 6'2. Yeah, and with her arms, she's yeah. easily nine foot tall. Yeah, literally. Like, probably could dunk type thing. Yeah. And, I mean, for Michaela to have to pass over or around Voskel, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Artist, I mean, she's a great passer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she that's the reason she's like the floor general. She's the, one of the point guards. But, I mean, it's got to be so hard because her arms aren't that long. And then Voskel's out here with, like, arms that could touch both sidelines at the same time. Yeah. Like... Uh, insane, but I mean, yeah. Shout out to Hope, one of the best teams of this generation. I mean, uh, it was well deserved win. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. We, I mean, we were talking about gotta give credit where credit's due. I mean, they only had two players in double figures, but I mean, Moore had a double double. Ella McKinney came off the bench. She was just a spark plug. Mm-hmm. Because oh my goodness, not Ella McKinney, even, man. She even was on that, fire. You know, like Coach Rang said on Friday, probably need to do a better job at handling Taylor Sass. They held Kennedy Schoenfeld, MIAA MVP, to eight points. Yeah. And she got off eight shots. And just... Oh, also, yeah, let's talk about her free throws. What was up with that? Like, she shot oh 90% from the from the free throw line all year. And then she goes one for four. I mean, and, like, these free throws that this team was missing, it wasn't just they Schoenfeld were, either. It was yeah. several different players. And they were big ones. Yeah, like, this was, like, end of the game, crunch time. Like, if you – if Hope made all of their free throws that they got, 
they would have won by probably 10. Yeah. 10 points, if not more. But I don't know. I, maybe it was the environment. I mean, it was loud in the MTI Center. It was pretty It was loud. so loud. I just, yeah, for whatever reason, it just broke down from the free throw line. Um, and Shot 58%. I mean, that opened, that opened the door for trying to make a comeback. But, I mean, at the end of the day, their defense... I mean, Olivia Voskel, she sealed the game with that block. It kind of reminds me of the block LeBron James had against Andre Iguodala in the NBA Finals um, when but, he had that even, chase down block. I mean, even just, with that one, the game was still yeah. undecided at that point. Yeah. Like, that one straight up, like, pretty much decided about, any, about the whole game. Mm, I mean, that was such a momentum because uh, Hope already had the momentum going into that offensive possession uh, for trying. And then Artis, I mean, I thought she was open. I was like, she's got it. Like, she could just barely get over Vosco. And then I ah, just, I think her arm she grew closed, like an extra, like. T- she closed the gap so quickly. Yeah, I feel like her arm had to grow like an extra, like, you know, like the Michael Jordan stretch from Space Jam, like type thing. Like, she just got up. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And that happened right in front of the scores table, too. Like, if you go back and watch it, you can see. Oh, yeah, we were. You we can see right Drew and I. Yeah, you can see Drew and I sitting right there. And I, oh, man, that was just, that was, it didn't. It didn't close the door for a comeback, but I mean, at it, that point, the momentum it was shut a significant amount. Yeah, the the momentum was so far in, uh, in Hope's favor. I mean, that was just like it was demoralizing. I mean, even like I mean, these girls do not get down on themselves. Like the this trying team does not like lose confidence in themselves in themselves at all. But like when they got that block, you can even see, see Coach Rang. He was just like, he was just. I mean, wow! Shout out! Shout out! Hope. They deserved it. Hopefully, we get one more shot at them the, in the tournament. Um, Drew struggling with the uh, Drew struggling with our computer over here. All I'm trying to do is do something discreet. And <laughs> this happens all the time with me. I don't know why. Sorry if you were just hearing a Geico commercial. We're not sponsored or anything. Yeah, we're not sp- not sponsored by Geico. Um, but yeah, so luckily that hope game was not the final game that we'll get to see our our women play. We should get hopefully at least two more. Yeah. I could see them making a run of the national championship. Maybe I'm biased. I think that's not a far-fetched. No, it's not far-fetched at all. Um, they lost three games all year, two but, of them to hope. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, we got a tough bracket uh, in the national tournament. The selection show was yesterday. Um, Shout out. Uh, we may or may not have known before the women's team did. <laughs> what, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we you, did. Yeah, yeah because... Okay, so here's the thing. When it came to NCAA.com and their whole... They just posted a video, right? They didn't yeah. do, like, a whole live show or anything. Yeah. They posted a video. You weren't able to skip through on the laptop, but you were able to on your phone. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was Lindback, right? Yeah, yeah, Jackson Lindback. Yeah, we knew way before everyone yeah. else. But I still walk into UC just to see mm-hmm. if everyone yeah, had known yeah. it. Or, yeah. And it was still, like, another 15 minutes <laughs> until it was announced. <laughs> Man, I mean, so trying, it's not listed on NCAA.com or whatever, but they're a four seed. Yep. If we go based off of the Division One bracket, they're a four seed. Um, and, yeah, the yeah the biggest thing that just jumped out at me, I mean, obviously, would be Hope is the one seed on the on the other section of the bracket on their side. So yeah, I don't know if, why they don't have regions. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. The D3 bracket is kind of – set up strange they don't have like the seeds and they don't have regions but hope is a number one seed in their section and trying is a four seed in the set on the 
in their section on the same side of the bracket. So if Trine comes out of their quad and Hope comes out of their quad, we'll have a matchup between these two teams in the Final Four. Winner goes to the national championship. Um, oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road to get Transylvania is the two seed in our in our uh, region. Region, and, yeah, quote, unquote, I'll, I'll yeah. call them regions. Yeah, we'll call the regions. And they went undefeated. I don't know how they're a two seed, or we're not going to get into it. We've already, we've already, enough. yeah, we've already, we've done enough of this already. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't get how we're a four seed. Yeah, but it's whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So we play Immaculata, a school I've, I've never heard of. Yep. Which is about that's the case for. Almost every team on this bracket. Yeah. We, we got me. we we got some background though. Immaculata is, uh, they won the Atlantic East Conference Championship. Uh, they beat. They are the Mighty Max. Yeah, Gwynedd Mercy University. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. It's all right. Um, so they they made the tournament because they're conference champs. They're eighteen and eight on the season, so not a crazy record. Still a good team, um, but I mean, and they've. Played one team that's in the tournament. They beat New Jersey City. Yeah, who was a 15 seed. Yes. So, um, but I mean, ex- tournament ex- experience against tournament team is experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the top 64 teams in the country. I mean, there's so many Division three schools. Um, so yeah, so they do have, uh, they do have one win against a, uh, a tournament team. Um, but I personally don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen any. Immaculata basketball at all this year. Um, didn't even hear about them until the selection show. But uh, just going based off of the stats and looking at their record, I mean, Trine's already played teams that are a lot better. I mean, obviously, they beat Hope once. Hope yeah. is the, arguably the best team in the country. Um, so, I mean, obviously, anything can happen. That's why it's called March Madness mm-hmm. because you never know. We've seen a six-seed seed beat a one-seed before, yeah. so... You never know. By the but, way, happy March, everyone. It's yeah, March yeah, March, happy March. Um, yeah, I'm excited for just tournament basketball. I just breathing in. It just yeah. feels so much different. And it's starting to get a little bit warmer out. It's like the snow starting to melt. It's just it's a great time right now. But um, Ithaca is the number one seed in the section, and that surprised me. I don't know. I personally, I mean, obviously, I'm not a I'm not a voter or whatever, but. I personally don't see why they didn't have Transylvania as number one, Ithaca number two. Because Ithaca is a talented team. I've seen them on the top 25 all year. They've been the top 10 for most of the year. Um, so it's kind of surprising that they uh, that Transylvania is the two-seed Ithaca. But Well, even if they would base it, if I, if we're thinking of this like we would think the D1 bracket, uh, Transylvania wouldn't even be the best two-seed. Yeah, because who's because they would be either the second best or the third best because they're playing in the third best bracket. Yeah, so that would make what Scranton or Amherst? Let me see who else we got. That would make. I personally think Scranton might be the best two seed. Yeah, they they look pretty good on the clips that they showed in the yeah. selection show. They look pretty yeah. Good. Uh, some notable t- no, other notable teams that made the uh, the tournament: uh, Wisconsin U Claire, the only other team to beat Trine this year. Yep. And um, hold on, where did they go? Oh, I just had them. Uh, Baldwin Wallace is also in the tournament. That's uh, a team Trine beat um, by a lot. So Trine has a few. They've played Hope, so they have three games against tournament teams, three wins against tournament teams. Well, two two wins. 
And we have five wins against tournament teams. Five oh. games against tournament teams. Yeah, five teams. five games against tournament teams. One, three, two of them. Two wins. Two wins, three losses. Two of those losses are from the same team, though. So, yeah. you know, it's hope. Um, and, I mean, the best part about this is that Trine is freaking hosting, Drew. First Trine time is ever. hosting two games. Well, three games, technically. Yeah. Because they'll host two days. The, they'll host the first round games on Friday on March 4th. In which and then the will be, Saturday game. Yeah. John Carroll is with town, I believe, slated for five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then Trine Immaculata is seven o'clock or 30 minutes after yeah. the first one, however yeah. it works. And then the winners of those two games will play again at the MTI Center, banking on it being another Trine home game. Banking on Maybe. it. Maybe. We'll I'll see. probably just go home for spring break if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, that'll be exciting. John Carroll is a pretty solid team. I got, uh, I mean, you and I both talked to Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea is a member of our women's team. She said, yeah, shout she, out. yeah, she said, John Carroll is a pretty solid team. Um, we've seen him on the top 25 rankings. So that'll be a tough matchup. But she also said with that, they've played a ton of similar teams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, John Carroll, they would beat teams by, like, 10 or so. And, I mean, mm. we, you've been listening to us covering them all year. We beat, we beat a lot of people by 20. Yeah, hold on. Let me look at their schedule real quick because we have a lot of common uh, common opponents. Well, I think John Carroll is they in the same Baldwin conference. They played Wallace three times, so they have to be in the same conference as them. And they, they beat them twice in the regular season and then lost in the, in the conference championship. Yep. Um, let's see who they, else. They played Calvin, Albion. I think they yep. beat both of them. Beat Albion, 75-66. They beat Denison. That's another team that we Denison. played. Uh, 93-47. Uh, they lost to Transylvania. <laughs> a single-digit game, though. Oh, oh. So that was a close one. At the time, I think Transylvania was ranked number eight. Um, Did we play Ohio Northern this year? Yes, we did. We, yeah. we beat them 75-54. Okay, so uh, John Carroll beat... Ohio Northern, 54-49. to 49. Oh, uh, wow. They beat Baldwin-Wallace by three the first time around. Then the second time around, they beat them by 13. We beat them 64-45, so... Yep. And then they played Ohio Northern in their semifinal game for the conference, winning by 14. And then they played Baldwin-Wallace again, lost by 10, 60-50. I mean, we've talked about that a lot, about how it's difficult to beat a team three times in a season. Yep. Baldwin Wallace is a really good basketball team. So yeah, those are the um, common opponents we got. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I don't know. Here, let's see what uh, John Carroll what their final ranking was for the for the regular season. D three hoops.com six. Hold on, it's loading. Sorry, the Wi-Fi is. Trying to been having some like issues with technology here recently. Uh, the power know. went out yesterday. The Wi-Fi has been a little slow. I don't know what's up because. MTI on Saturday, you could not load a yeah, page. Yeah, all. it was it was and rough. I get there's a lot of people in there probably taking up some bandwidth, but still. Yeah. Goodness. Let's see. So final this is the final poll. Christopher Newport was number one, Hope's number two, Transylvania's number three. Tried at five. Scranton is nine. Baldwin Wallace is ten. And then John Carroll is fourteenth. Okay. Ithaca is nineteenth, which is interesting because John Ithaca's nineteenth finished nineteenth. They're the one, one seed. seed. Meanwhile, Transylvania, who's in the same section, is the two seed to Ithaca, and they finished number three at 24-0. But uh, Ithaca was 24-3. and three. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know how. To I don't, I don't really understand uh, other notable teams. Uh, Wisconsin, Euclair, number twenty-four, Wartburg, who is in, Harden Simmons is in. I think all of these teams actually might be in. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, that would that would make sense. Interestingly enough, though, I'm looking at this. Hold on, let me make sure I'm not wrong here. Um, yeah, so uh, Immaculata is not only unranked, they received zero votes to be ranked in the top 25 at the end of the season. Zero. Huh. So, I mean... That, that is a little weird, because usually when you win a conference tournament, you get at least one vote, Yeah, right? you would think... Well, here, am I looking at... I better... Yeah, I'm looking at the women's bracket. Let's see, others receiving votes. Um, well, I don't know, because the American... What was it? The Atlantic East yeah, conference. Yeah, it didn't seem like a high-profile conference. I mean, that's probably again mm. we're, we're thinking in terms of D one because that's just what we know. I would yeah, say I it like would be the, in the terms of like a low major conference, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they did not receive any votes to be in the top twenty-five. So they're unranked, which is strange. You would think that they would at least be made like in the twenties because they did win their conference and they're in the tournament. But, I mean, to me that says... Um, this ranking came out before the bracket, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, to me this just says uh, maybe Immaculata's just in the tournament because they won their... They got the automatic bid, you know? Well, yeah. Because there are definitely better teams out there who did not make the tournament. Yeah. I mean, shoot, there's better teams in the conference in the MIAA who could have made it. But... I mean, regardless. I mean, regardless of all that, unranked or not, you still have to be. You still have to prepare. I know Rob Hoffman is not sleeping right now. I know oh, he's man. awake, probably drinking copious amounts of five-hour energy. By, by the way, I got to MTI super early on Saturday. Mm. Like I was there like an hour ten before tip. Like, <laughs> I I just couldn't wait anymore. I had already got dinner. I got dressed. I'm, like, I'm leaving. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm going. Might as well. I got there early enough. Rob Hoffman shows me a scouting report for Hope, and it's way thicker than any other one that we've seen. Yeah. And I, after I looked through I looked at him and he goes, this thing needs to go in Springfield, the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Because, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just a fat scouting report. And you know what's crazier? I saw uh, Chelsea showed me their uh, the program that they use for film, like the website. And so uh, if any of you are, like, athletes or coaches out there that are listening, most of the time most teams use Huddle. Yeah. Uh, that's just like the most like ubiquitous, ubiquitous one. Like everyone has heard of huddle. I used huddle in high school and in college here yeah, for football. Yeah. They don't use huddle. I don't know what the website was called, but it was so incredibly in depth. I was like, it makes sense. Rob Hoffman <laughs> yeah. probably like Chelsea showed me she can go in and you can choose any college basketball team in the entire country. And it will give you a breakdown. It gives players grades like excellent, good, poor based on their shooting. And that's not, it'll be like mid range post game, all this for every player and you can like go in and you can look, you can choose one player on the team and they will give you all their stats. If they've ever shot one turnaround jumper from the block, it will have it right there listed. I mean, it's crazy. And then they also, the film is like broken down. It's broken down by plays. So you can literally see like what the play is that they ran. Like, Oh, like center came up and screened or whatever, all this for every team in the country. Makes Not, sense. Includes D one because we looked at Alabama, the Alabama Crimson Tide. It, Every single team. 
It really does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... Uh, I, I mean, it looked like a website. I'm assuming that it's probably a website, but it would not surprise me to find out that Rob Hoffman just built the entire website by himself. <laughs> All, however many women's... Here, you know what? Let's look it up right now. How many women's college basketball teams are there in America? There are over... 1,300 four-year women's college basketball teams in the NCAA D1, D2, and D3. And I bet that Coach Rob Hoffman <laughs> has a scouting report on every single one of them. Just in case in like 25 years we play, I don't even know, Elmhurst or something, <laughs> like Penn State Berend or something like that. Oh, we played Penn State Berend this year. That's when Tara broke the record. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it seems so fitting. It's such a Rob Hoffman thing. Love Coach oh, Hoffman. He is an icon. Um, Coach, I wonder, I feel like Coach Rang just like, I mean, obviously Coach Rang watches film because like, duh, he's the head coach. Yeah. But I kind of feel like this is how it goes down, right? They show up to like Coach Rang's house or something, right? And he, they sit down and he's like, all right, Rob, what do you got for me? And then six and a half hours later, they come <laughs> out of the film room. Coach Rang's still like not even sure what's going on. Coach Hoffman's like sweating. <laughs> Dripping sweat, but I mean, that dude knows how to prepare. I mean, he is, he is, he's a genius, man. I'm telling you, Coach Hoffman is a genius. And I mean, wow. No wonder these girls are always so prepared. Cause I mean, when I saw the, the film program, I was like, dude, that's, <laughs> that's insane. Like, literally, basically, like any stat or any like in depth, like statistic that you wanted, you could find it on there. Yeah. And Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea was just showing me all this and I was just like mind blown. I was like, holy smokes. Like, and she said they already have about 25 clips of Immaculata's offense already. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> we the, found out at like yesterday. At like 3 30 yesterday. Yeah. And she said they already have 25 clips of their offense and the defensive clips are on the way. That's what she said. <laughs> I was like, and I asked her, I was like, does Coach Hoffman sleep? And she said, no. So you have it from a a player on Tri Varsity women's basketball, Coach Hoffman does not sleep during basketball season. I'll say it's well, I mean, I, John and I, we don't think he sleeps, period. I feel like I feel like he goes into hibernation. I feel like after basketball season ends, we're not gonna hear from him until next basketball season starts. <laughs> and he's gonna wake up <laughs> out of his hibernation. Oh my god. I mean, that dude is crazy. I mean, just knows everything there is to know about every team that we play. So, yeah, but I'm excited. Hopefully, we'll be on the mic. I know you will be on the mic for sure. I'm for sure there. So, I'll probably be in the building. Um, it's an exciting time. It's too bad that, I mean, they'll be moved to a neutral site one after, like, when we get to the Sweet 16. I don't know. I think there's a possibility that we could host two weekends. I'm not 100% on that. Because you would think once it gets to the Sweet 16, they would do, like, uh, a neutral site. But the thing is, these aren't organized by region. At least I don't think they are. Let me see here. If I can get a printable bracket. Maybe. Yeah, maybe the printable bracket has, like, more. It only lists sites. In the final four. Yeah, and that's Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I mean, there's entirely a chance that we host. But National Championship is played at 2 p.m. Why? What are we doing? It's got to be in prime time. What are we doing here, guys? Come on now. Um, yeah, I mean, if if Ithaca gets bounced... And we make it to the Sweet 16, then we're the only team that, 
I mean, then we'll host again, right? Because we'd be the highest seed. I, you would think. I, I, don't, I don't even think the seeding is what matters. Because I think part of it is location. Just like, okay, so like, where is Ithaca based at? Where because. All in all, we could be going to Rhodes or Transylvania. Ithaca even. is from Transylvania New might York. be the best place because it's like in between all of them. Where is Transylvania? I think it's like Ohio or maybe like Transyl. No, not the region in Romania. Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> so, oh, they're in Kentucky. Okay. So they're in the same. So okay, so Ithaca is in New York. Uh, Transylvania is in Kentucky. So I'm gonna guess. It might be here. I don't know. I don't know. We're a pretty cent like pretty like centrally located team. I feel like for basically anywhere. I mean, yeah, we're like right smack in the middle of the Midwest, yeah. basically. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool to host the Sweet Sixteen, and it, so it'd be the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight that we would host. I mean, that's not what they're called, but I believe so. And well, then and then it the is final, called yeah. that. And then the final. Well, according to NCAA.com, it's the first round, second round, third round, quarterfinals, and then the finals. Semifinals, excuse me. So I guess we just don't get cool nicknames for our brackets. We, we all know. The NCAA doesn't care about Division Three. Oh. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Um, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> Screw it, whatever. I was, <laughs> you know, after last year, how there was just no tournament, even though that D1, D2 yeah, got to have yeah. one. I was on that fence. Yeah. I just don't know if we can say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I can't go that far because the NCAA actually does some pretty cool things, especially, like, for football. This is really cool. The football playoffs are 32 teams for Division yeah. Three, which is really awesome because, like, since it's only a 10-game season, you can afford to have more tournament games, whereas in Division One, you have semifinals and finals, which kind of sucks. They need to expand that. So it's really cool that we get... Which they won't until, like, 2024. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Maybe we one day we'll get a 64-team Division Three football playoff bracket. Oh it would be November-December madness. I was just, <laughs> it, would take, it would take months. Forever, because you can only play one game in a weekend. It's not like basketball where you can play back-to-back. Yeah. So you can only play one game in a weekend. Yeah. So, I mean... But, yeah, so... I'm just kidding. The NCAA, I mean... Obviously, they got to focus on Division One because that's... That's where the money's at. So, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I'm just glad that they even organized a 64-team bracket. for yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, for Division Three Because they could do, like, a 30, 32 or something like that for football. But they do a 64-team. I initially thought it was 32 because when I pulled up the bracket, I realized I was not scrolling down all the way. I was like, why is there only 32 teams? And then I scrolled all the way down. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But, yeah, so exciting time here. I'm hyped, Drew. Oh, man, absolutely. And. You know, unfortunately, I mean, it's the first game is going to hit first day of spring break. Yeah, which is unfortunate because there will be, like, no students here. Yeah, but it's all right. You it is what it is. Just tune in. Yeah, tune in on the stream. Yeah. You, you'll hear Drew's uh, lovely voice oh, and Andy Brown. Are the, you not going to be on? I, I want to, but we'll see. I might, I might, like, switch off with, like, I might do, like, the first game. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out with uh, Mr. Josh Hornbacher, our lovely yeah. executive producer. The man, the myth, the legend, Josh Hornbacher. We'll get it all figured out. Yes, sir. But stay tuned because you'll definitely be hearing at least one of us, probably both of us this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend. And then um, 
So we're going to take next week off, obviously, because spring break. Yep. And then I believe after that, we're going to start getting into some softball talk. Yeah. Spring sports season. Yeah, and baseball talk as well. But, I mean, yeah. Softball talk. Softball talk. I don't know. I've been talking to uh, a Billy in our our class. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. They're already off to a better start. The baseball team's already off to a better start than they were last year, which is not saying a whole lot, but say. it is saying something. So we're making progress here. and But, I mean, if you ever go on the – I mean, you heard it, obviously, in the um, weekly rundown that I did. But let's just go ahead and let's look at all the stuff that baseball and softball are doing next Oh, week. my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at that composite schedule. Yeah, so – um. Friday softball is going to be in Georgia and they're going to be there Friday and I believe Sunday. Yeah. And then they're going to baseball. Then we'll all, we'll start in Florida Sunday through Friday, I think. And then base softball takes a day off so they can travel to Florida and play two games a day for four days, man. That's a lot. <laughs> There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and the and tennis is going to be down in Orlando. Um, women's, I believe the golf teams are going down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Just uh, a lot of people going to a lot of warmer places, and I'm going to be yeah than me and Drew. Yeah, we're going to be in stuck. Indiana, which I mean, we'll get to do NCAA games. I'm I'm pumped yeah, for it. Yeah, but I mean, could have had a flight paid to go to Atlanta. Yeah, could have could have been an all expenses paid trip to somewhere warm. Um, but you know, but yeah, no, uh, Chelsea asked me if I was going anywhere for spring break and I told her the gym in my father's basement. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I, uh, yeah, I couldn't schedule anything because I knew the possibility of this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, this is what we do though. Yeah. It's, it comes with the job, but yeah, I'm excited. So after next week, we'll be back, back to normal. Yep. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get to do some softball games. This oh, I'm, I'm excited. I've already signed up for the first ones. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go on there and look at the schedule and sign up, but I'll definitely be getting on some. Um, they play some during the week, don't they? They're not just all yeah, the weekends. They play, right? they play quite a bit during the week, like on Wednesdays. Okay, sweet. Cause you know, with tracks, it'd be hard on the weekends, but I got plenty of time. Oh, right. snap. Speaking of track. Um, oh yeah. Shout out to you guys. Mm, shout out to both the teams, men's and women's. Call it a sweep. Call it whatever you want. Men, try and men's and women's track and field won the MIAA conference for indoor. Uh, so that's, let me think. As a total, counting men's and women's, that's five rings in three years, four rings in three years, three P for the men in indoor. You're going for Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so the women got there. The women won indoor. In 2019, they won again this year. Men have won. This is their third straight. They won outdoor last year, too. So men's team going for a repeat back-to-back outdoor championships would make it five rings for just the men's team in three years. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. So shout-out uh, shout out to – I mean, I'm on the team. But shout-out to them <laughs> um, for real. It was it was awesome. Um, hopefully we can get someone on here on the podcast. We can talk a little bit of track and field. Not the most exciting sport ever. Right, but I mean, but nonetheless, I mean it's exciting when you have someone like Haley Livingston or Jake Gladio. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of people going to nationals 
here pretty soon. So that'll be yeah, that's that'll be next exciting. Next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Jay posted. We'll probably get an interview. I would like to get like Jake in here. I know Jake would like to do something like this. So yeah, stay posted. But yeah, just wanted to, even though I'm on the team, congratulations, everyone. Coach Fletcher, uh, Seth Ware, one of the best coaches in the country, hands mm-hmm. down. So yeah, shout out to all of them. Putting all the hard work and outdoor season starts. So we can get another ring before school's over. Make it two rings in less than a year, <laughs> in less than six months. I just need, I'm just waiting for them to take the t-shirt off the presses. Oh, yeah, so they said, yeah, uh, they said the t-shirt is on the way. All right. So t-shirt's on the way. Drew Everhart is continuing his t-shirt collection. Absolutely. You can add two more. Hopefully, yep. right, hopefully. I got mine for the women's uh, regular season champs. Yep. And then hopefully I'll get a softball one. Oh, man. Because they could have softball. We could have right at basketball. We got track and field. Uh, what else? Who knows? Maybe baseball will pull off something crazy. And imagine, Drew. <laughs> MIAA Cup still. That's still in my on my mind. That so is, MIAA, if you if you want to make if you want a money maker, just let me know. At yeah. Ben Wangen on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's it for this week. We won't be here next week. Just spring break or whatever. Yeah, I mean could come in if we really really wanted to but it wouldn't be uploaded <laughs> yeah it would still end up being still end up waiting until wednesday then next wednesday so yeah we just, we'll just have a lot of updates next episode a, a ton yeah it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a long episode <laughs> yeah i guarantee you a lot of there's gonna be like five minutes of this one i haven't recorded the rundown yet but yeah that's gonna be a long one. Oh man there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. so uh, It's a busy time right now. And it's at midterms, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is midterm week. To all of you other college students out there, stay safe during midterm week. It sucks. It's stressful. Not yeah. as bad as finals week, though. No, not really. But uh, I got most of my midterms done last week. So yeah, I don't have any I'm midterms. So I'm chilling. But I just got one <laughs> on Wednesday. That's it. I was going to say, I don't think I have any, thankfully. But uh, to those of you who do... Rest in peace. Good luck. We really do hope that you <laughs> yeah. get that going. But yeah, um, for real. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always fun. Always fun. Big thank you to Ben for coming in. As always, talk about basketball. Always fun. It's going to be very exciting to see how this whole NCAA tournament will play out, especially since we're hosting games. It's going to be making history along the way. What else could you want here at Trying University? So, yeah, that'll be it for this week. Uh, just be sure to follow everyone on Twitter, at Storm Siren Pod, at Trying Broadcast. Ben is at Ben Wenger. I am at D Everhart 0 want to thank you guys for listening. Spring break is on the way. We are in the final stretch. This is Storm Center. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.